listening to the Being Dad podcast, episode 16, C-section, fatherhood, and poop. This week on the show, I have an interview with John Miller, a father of two and a podcast producer. John gives us some great insight into his labor and delivery experiences in which cesarean sections took place. Also, you can find out what the hospital staff were giving tours of when John was there with his first son's birth. Plus, there's talk of baby poop on the show this week. That's coming up next. for checking out the show this week, everyone. I am your host, Stephen Beattie, and this is the show where we join together in an attempt to survive being dad. Thanks for listening. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Being Dad Podcast for show updates and tweets about my experiences with being dad. You can also find all of the podcast episodes on my beingdadpodcast.com website on iTunes as well, where you can listen and subscribe to the show for free if you like. Of course, I would love to hear your stories about being dad, so feel free to contact me and we can chat, and we can even potentially share your story in a future episode of the podcast. My email address is stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, at beingdadpodcast.com. Also remember, if you'd like to be a backer of the show and get a podcast t-shirt, just visit my website and click on the peerbackers.com link. And of course, you can contact me if you have any questions about that process as well. And now my interview with John Miller. Thanks, everyone. Like I said in the show intro, this week I'm lucky enough to have convinced John Miller to join us on the podcast. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Stephen. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. John is a dad to two boys, and uh, their age, I guess, what, Sam is, is he four now? Or is Sam, he... is, Sam was turned four in January of four 2012, January. and our son Chris is a year and a half. A year and a half. So they're keeping you busy. Yes, very busy. <laughs> uh, John lives in the Fort Collins, Colorado area, and uh, he works as a new media producer, um, including uh, producing what is, in my opinion, one of the best podcasts out there. And uh, I've been a fan of it myself for years, and that's the Rest of Everest video podcast. Uh, you although, f- although I have to jump in and say that yeah. Stephen's probably a bit biased because <laughs> he was source material for a good deal of the podcast. <laughs> that's true. I am in season four of the podcast. <laughs> so if you want to uh, see me trekking through the Himalayas, feeling not so well uh, a lot of the time. <laughs> you can uh, for sure go to the rest of everest.com and uh, uh, click on ep- uh, season four is, is, is my season, but it's all wonderful footage. I was trying to think John earlier, how I could describe the podcast in a few sentences. And I find it really difficult to come up with something that sort of would take in, you know, this, the, such a large scope that you, a vast amount of content that you have in that podcast. Well, well, you know, actually, I think um, it's very relevant to being dad because right. in a good deal of the podcast, we talk about pooping. That's true. And, and whether people are pooping or not pooping. And, you know, 
<laughs> to bring that back <laughs> around. That's what a lot of being an, a, a, a new dad is about. <laughs> that's true. It's There's my, been a lot of poop here. Yeah. A lot of poop. And if your baby's not pooping, that's a problem. If your baby's... Uh, you know, you've all kinds of colors come out of your new, your newborn. So there's all <laughs> kinds of things that it all comes back to poop, I guess. And the consistency with this baby poop is, is very similar to what I was experiencing in, <laughs> in the Himalayas when I was there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thanks for being here, John. I really, I really appreciate oh, you taking my pleasure. the time to, to join us. And, uh, uh I'll, I'll link to, uh, the, the rest of Everest in my show notes. So if you're, Looking for a new podcast to check out, uh, you know, you can't really go wrong with uh, with uh, with John's. It's uh, wonderful. Well, and, you know, and I have to say, first of all, congratulations. Oh, thank you. To you, yeah. to you and your wife. That's just yeah. fantastic news. It was fun following along with all the pre-birth stuff. Right. And then it was, well, I guess I could say it was fun following along, waiting for uh, labor to happen. But I know it was <laughs> a bit of a trial for you guys. But, yeah, it was a long uh, couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, it was sure. fun to, to not have not have missed out on it because it just never happened for a while. And so <laughs> I keep checking back, but uh, congratulations. She's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. She is beautiful. I don't, I don't know. She obviously has her mother's looks. That's <laughs> what I'll say. She's a, she's a cutie. So John has two boys aged four and one and a half. And uh, like I said, I imagine they're keeping you pretty busy. Yeah, they are. They're so much fun right now. Yeah, it's a good age, is it? Oh, it's just so great. They're um, playing with kids in the neighborhood, and uh, our son Chris is starting to talk a little bit, and it's just it's a lot of fun right now. Yeah, that's great. And uh, I thought you once told me a story about when your first son Sam was born, that uh, you had you had some issues when you were in the uh, the, the the delivery room. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we'd gone through our birthing class, uh, and, you know, you get so, you get trained so well on what to expect and, you know, how to, uh, manage pain, uh, the pain of labor and all of that. And of course, with, with us, we ended up, uh, having to have an emergency C-section. So a lot of that was throughout the door, but, um, there were there were times and and I, I I believe this happened uh, with you guys as well when Heidi my wife would have a really strong contraction and our son Sam's heart rate would drop it was dropping mm. to like forty beats per minute right and it was just having he was having such a hard time recovering uh, and then then eventually he would recover and, mm -hmm. and all would be fine for another bit but this happened three or four times. And I think the last time that it happened, I was pretty much at my wit's end because as a father, um, as, a, as a very nearly dad-to-be, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. you really have no control over it. Right. You, and and it's, all, it's all new. And so she'd have a contraction, all these alarms that go off, and then suddenly we'd go from just maybe – the two of us and a midwife to suddenly a whole team of people would be flooding into the room. And mm. I just remember feeling completely overwhelmed and, and really helpless. And <laughs> at one point um, I walked, I, I, I could tell that um, I was going to throw up. I just, I knew it was going to happen mm. um, because I have a nervous stomach. And so under times of great stress, I tend to get very nauseous. Right. <laughs> And so I knew it was going to happen and, uh, I made a run for the bathroom and right when I crossed the threshold into the bathroom, 
I knew it, it was it was too late. And for some reason, I, I guess maybe natu- instinctively, I put my hand up in front of my face. Oh yeah. Which then, when when I did end up throwing up, it ended up just dispersing all of it all over the bathroom. <laughs> and I mean, all over the bathroom. And these right. hospital bathrooms, they're not tiny. No, no that's quite an achievement. Yeah. And uh, I hit every surface, um, <laughs> and, and it was impressive. In fact, it was so impressive that the nursing staff was um, bringing tours in to show people <laughs> other 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 uh, hospital professionals the job that I had done in the bathroom while we were waiting for the custodial staff to arrive. Oh, but no. but uh, yeah, you know, all of it was all of it was for naught because uh, we eventually. Uh, realized our our wonderful midwife told us that you know we could keep doing this again and again and again uh with the same result of the baby you know it's just going to struggle and and not going to be born um or we could you could have your baby in 20 minutes and so um heidi took a deep breath and just you know her priorities were on us having a safe delivery whatever that meant and so we we opted for the emergency c-section mm-hmm. and they just took such great care of us and so mm-hmm. all of all of that nervousness was uh was wasted energy because they were so professional and they just took care of it and just did, did a great job delivering same mm-hmm. yeah i know what, i know what you mean about having the that feeling of helplessness eh? like that's exactly how i was feeling and uh, it's really scary I, I think, you know, also in terms of the C-section, a lot of people are very resistant to it. Mm-hmm. But you know, we were not in a position <laughs> to make any decisions, uh, really. You know, like I said, it, the priority was to make sure Sam was safe and Heidi was right. safe. Yeah. But once you once you commit to it, once you commit to the idea of the C-section, and of course I'm talking primarily about my wife, once mm-hmm. she committed to it, then – you just put your your yourself in the hands of these very capable, very trained professionals, and they just handle it for you. And it really it really was amazing. And once once we had made that decision, then a lot of the nervousness went away. And really, within 20 minutes, we had our son. Mm-hmm. He was fine. So at that point, then the midwife had to hand over care to the physician. Is that? Uh, she she um, assisted in the surgery. Oh, is that right, eh? Yeah. So she scrubbed scrubbed uh, scrubbed up and and uh, yeah, she was mm. she was right there. Um, I of course, being a uh, filmmaker, filmed the entire thing. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> which is absolutely fascinating. Um, unfortunately, most of it's not for a public consumption, just because it's uh, um, it it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy looking um, yeah. it, does, it does look like some sort of alien abduction mm. movie but mm. uh, um what, what we did find out is that uh sam's umbilical cord was about uh six feet so you know almost two meters long mm. and it was wrapped around his neck a couple times and then under his arm like a third time oh. so so um, he was not. There was so much bulk there. He was not going to be born naturally. Mm. And and so when they when they pulled him out, I have footage of him being unwrapped, which is pretty pretty incredible looking. Mm. Um, but but <laughs> one one of the one of the neat things about the C section is that your baby comes out unsqueezed, 
And so right. uh, uh, they, yeah. <laughs> they don't have cone heads uh, <laughs> the way natural birth uh, babies are. Yeah, and, and and my Natalie, she's now three and a half weeks old, and she still has a little bit of a cone <laughs> from that uh, that squeezing. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Nothing like it was when she first came out by, right. <laughs> by any means, but yeah, it's really, really something. But so, even with all even with all the 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 adrenaline, the vomiting, and everything on my part, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just want to assure fathers to be that you know a C section when you hear that being announced, don't be like, oh no, you know, this yeah. is the end end of the world. You know, it's right. not. It's the beginning, and and it's really not something to completely shy away from. Everyone wants a lot of people want to have a completely natural birth. And that's great if it happens that way. But if it doesn't, you know that the C-section is an option. And she, Heidi did really recover very well from it. She did, and, right? Yeah. yeah, she did. She did. Um, it's it's astounding how fast mothers can recover from C-sections. Mm. Even though it's very major surgery, but there were, the way they can the, – the speed of, of her recovery was, was just amazing. Mm. And did you guys talk about it beforehand – I don't really remember much of a discussion about it. No. Everything's focused on you, all, all of all of the pre-birth stuff is focused on doing what you learned in the birthing class, which is natural birth. Right. Um, right. We we really didn't really didn't discuss C-section as really even an option in there. I mean, we knew it was, but that wasn't what the focus of the class was on. Mm. In fact, <laughs> um, we. So so little was we were prepped so little for C section that we actually gave a DVD an unedited DVD of the entire surgery to our midwifery so that they could use that as a tool in the in the birthing classes so they could do you know like an hour on C section because that really is an option and mm. that really that you know in our case actually it wasn't an option that was the only way our son was going to be born safely right right so so yeah we we actually uh you know i i i created a dvd to be used for for training so that they can prep parents for for the surgery and so even even though you know it's gory but but it uh, what do i want to say here it it makes it less scary because it's not a mystery anymore right yeah yeah it's that that unknown that can cause a lot of fear yeah yeah exactly and and that unknown um was completely out of the picture for our second son's birth right a lot of a lot of times it's safer to do a another c-section for your next child Mm. um, instead of what they call what is it a v-back right vaginal birth after cesarean Mm -hmm. um and so we just we just opted to have our son Christopher born via a scheduled C-section, right? And the entire experience was night and day from <laughs> our son Sam being born because we had weeks in advance. We had a scheduled date of right. when our son Christopher was going to be born. Hmm. Uh, we didn't have to wait around. In fact, we have this photograph of my wife and I heading to the hospital to go. You know, um, and it's completely completely casual because yeah. she's not in labor. <laughs> And and uh, we knew that our son was going to be born around eight o'clock in the morning on this date, and and uh, it really was, it was a lot more relaxing, and because Heidi knew that she would be able to recover and how quickly she'd be able to recover, uh, you know, a lot of that 
just wasn't wasn't scary. Right. So it was a, a, a very positive experience, and no no vomiting that time for yeah. me. <laughs> That's good. Did you videotape the second one as well? I videotaped the second one. Are you ready for this? Yeah. In, in 3D. 3D. Yeah. In 3D. <laughs> yes. I videotaped. But that one, that one, uh, we're just keeping for ourselves. So where did where did you position the camera then? Were you up at Heidi's head, just sort of holding the camera up? Well, no, or did you have like a tripod in there and for for the, lighting? For our <laughs> luckily, the surgical suites have have very good lighting. <laughs> um, but uh, no, for for. For the second cesarean, um, Heidi knew that she wanted to have a friend there as well, uh, someone else who'd gone through it before. And so her friend Johanna stayed right next to her, and that gave me the freedom because I wasn't as scared anymore. I knew what was going to happen, mm-hmm. and Heidi, you know, she knows she's married to a filmmaker. That right. gave me the freedom <laughs> to really move around uh, a lot. And, uh, so I, I kept saying, you know, I kept coming back to her saying, you doing okay? And she'd say, I'm fine. Cause she wanted to see it. Yeah. You know, that was, that was, you know, not, not just was it, you know, let's let John do what he wants, but right. she, she knew that I could document it in a way that most fathers can't. So right. uh, she wanted to see it, uh, from a, a much better perspective, hmm. but, uh, most of, most of the time, you know, they, I think they they put a barrier up, mm-hmm. and I really think that's for the mom <laughs> because right. um, they actually in the in the cesarean uh, they once they get the the baby out they actually take the uterus out and put it on your basically on your chest and it's quite large at that point because it's mm. been holding a baby and I think uh, that can be a bit shocking so I think it's there for the the moms not to totally see what's going on yeah. But the main focus of always, of course, is that the baby's safe. And and once uh, once our sons were taken out um, of Heidi's uterus, and they were you know all taken to a different station where all this everything that would happen after a natural birth is done. And then I I just I hung out with our sons uh, while they were being measured and mm, yeah um what aspirated all, you know, all kinds of different things uh, cleaned up and. Um, so Heidi, Heidi took a lot of comfort knowing that uh, their dad was with them yeah. during that time. Yeah, that was a fun time with our delivery as well. Uh, you know, that time afterwards where they're doing the measuring and, you know, checking the baby over. I was right there with my little camera as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just such an amazing experience. So what's uh, with the recovery then after a C-section? Was she not able to lift a certain amount of weight for a, a length of time, or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you can lift the baby, but that's about it. That's and, about it. Uh, right? Yeah. And I, I'd help her with transitioning from seating to sitting to standing, and everything. But you know, they they um, I think they they use surgical staples to close. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they first of all they they sew the different. Um, pieces back together right um, and then um and the the incision is actually quite small um mm. it's uh you know a, a woman who's about to give birth is fairly distended and so mm. um it's already stretched but once once the baby's out and and uh all recovered it's quite a quite a small incision so that's just something nice to know about um but uh so they they sew inside and then externally they use surgical staples which 
I could not believe were removed after like a day. Mm. Um, I had back surgery uh, three months before our son Sam was born. And my staples had to stay in for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was a much smaller incision mm-hmm. uh, than the C-section. So it's mm. just amazing how mm. fast the body recovers. Mm. Um, the, the, only, uh, the only real difficulty that was presented by the cesarean was that there's no rush of hormones um, to start milk production. And oh, so yeah. That's that's always going to be a problem with a um, a C-section. Mm. Is that mom can struggle to have her milk come in? And right. So, I never uh, thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. That that was uh, you know problematic for a day or two, mm. um, but then then that that then it happened and and everything was fine. But yeah, just from the having the baby suckling on there, it, you know that starts that hormone production. But yeah, I know with uh, with Michelle they actually. Um, because we were going so overdue, they gave us a list of things that we could do to help stimulate or bring on labor. Mm-hmm. And one of them was uh, nipple stimulation. And they suggested using a breast pump uh, twice a day uh, for like, I don't know, five or ten minutes each time. And just, you know, w- just to try to get the hormones sort of stimulated and which would then lead to, you know, the, the uterus contracting and labor beginning. Um, but so when Natalie came along, Michelle already had <laughs> like three or four days of, of milk production. I was already, was already, uh, you know, there. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> it, uh, it really made, I think, you know, for, for us at the breastfeeding went really well because of that, <laughs> you know, but well, it's just also important to know that, um, as, as dads that are, are, um, partners, the mothers can can get really down mm-hmm. if milk doesn't come in and if oh, breastfeeding yeah. is not going well. And so it's important to know that right when your first child is born, man, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so everything's difficult and everything's new. So I, I would say just you know be very supportive of uh, of the mom and you know don't let a lot of stuff get you down because everything changes so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the course of the first few days, like every hour, something changes and progresses. And, and it's such a very fluid thing that uh, you just you can't you can't get down and, and just know that as a father, you really can be there to support <laughs> the mom. You don't have to be you know worrying about everything. She's going to worry enough for you. So just be there and just know that things will work out and uh, support her and, and let her know that things are going to be okay as well. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Yeah. So how was it uh, bringing uh, Sam home? I was, um, <laughs> well, you know, we were we were tired. Right. Um, as you know, it was a rite of passage. <laughs> but, um, you know, we got, you get, get home and you're just sort of like, what do I do now? And something I've told other other fathers to be is is that when when we were going through the the last month of Sam's pregnancy, people would would come to me, friends, family, or just acquaintances, 
would say, wow, your life is about to change so much. Yeah. And I, I was just always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. And then I remember changing his diaper uh, when we first got him home and thinking, I totally get it now. <laughs> you know, and it's really not something you can fully comprehend until you're literally in that situation right. for real living it. And everything, everything was different. Um, it, you know, only after a, a, a series of weeks or maybe even months, um, do you start being able to incorporate some of your old life back in, but it's never exactly the way it was beforehand. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, that, that is a very good thing, but there are definitely times when it's very rough. And anyone who says that being a new parent is like the most wonderful thing in the world and having a new uh, a baby is nothing but joy is lying. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it can be a tough transition, yeah, and it can be a really tough transition for the father, mm. um, because they don't have the breastfeeding to do and everything. Mm -hmm. And and um, but. Like I said, it's, you know, things change really quickly. And so if you're really getting down about one thing, just wait a week and it'll change. Mm. And, mm. and that was definitely what we experienced with, uh, with Sam and having, having an, our second child was a very different experience because we weren't scared anymore. You know, I knew what to do and I, I knew, I knew how to bottle feed and, right. and I, I knew how to change a diaper and, you know, a couple seconds flat and, yeah. and, uh, all, all these things that we had to learn from scratch with Sam, we already knew we were already seasoned. Right. Uh, and so it was, it was much easier and it was something that I really looked forward to as opposed to being like, Oh my God, what do we do? <laughs> and, but yeah, getting Sam for that home for that first time, not having the nursing staff around to, to assist was uh, a good wake up call. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a dose of reality for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I look back on those first few weeks uh, with fondness, but I'm very glad that I'm not still living it. <laughs> hey, I am, I am still living it. So <laughs> Yes, you are. <laughs> but it only gets better. It oh, okay. Only, yeah. That really is. I mean, that, yeah. it really, it only gets better. I think about my kids right now, and, geez, they're just so much fun. Well, yeah. I mean, that's definitely uh, its own challenges going on, but uh, – Sam's potty trained now, you know, oh, he doesn't, perfect, yeah. and, uh, Chris is, uh, walking around and he's, he's got a sense of humor now. He's getting his personality coming in Yeah. because at first they're, you know, they're kind of like, what an interesting world do you humans have? <laughs> you know, they look <laughs> at you and they're not really a part of our world yet. Yeah. Uh, there comes yeah. a time when you can tell that they're starting to be aware and, and aware, aware in a more casual way. But at first, I just kind of always thought, geez, they, they really seem like they're aliens. Yeah, um, yeah. They've got their own thing going on. But right. once they, you know, pretty soon, after a few months, they really start interacting with you, and it just gets awesome. Yeah, that's, I, I was just going to say it's that interaction, because right now there's not really much interaction going on. I mean, she'll stare at me, and I, I can see, even over the past week or so, that she seems to be... I don't know, looking at things with some, some purpose you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> and not just, you know, her head moving around and she's just looking, but you know, she's looking at me and I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to that, you know, her interacting with me, you know, smiling. It's you very know? cool. Yeah. It's very, very cool.
I mean, it's just so cool. <laughs> that part, I'm not lying about. That, yeah. that part, I don't, I don't think uh, anyone would say that um, it's it's all rough stuff. There, mm-hmm. there are those moments of wonder that really uh, they keep you inspired and keep mm-hmm. keep you going through the the difficult stuff. Right. But I guess you know that's that's why we have more kids. I guess so. Well, and I guess uh, you know when it all comes down to it, there, there's always the poop. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. <laughs> just, the babies seem to poop more than more than anyone else. <laughs> I have to I have to say something one one thing that did shock me. Um, that I don't I don't know. I'm guessing other hospitals do it. We've only dealt with the same hospital twice, mm-hmm. but they give you like a poop cheat sheet oh. of what what different poops at different stages look like. Okay. Did you, did you get anything like that? No. <laughs> we got we got it. It shows you know poop, uh, newborn poop, uh, like meconium poop. Right. And, yeah. Then it shows like breastfeeding poop and and poop that's from uh, uh, just breast milk doesn't look like poop. No. <laughs> it it <laughs> looks doesn't. like mustard and it's got like seeds in it and stuff. Exactly. You're like where'd these seeds come from? <laughs> um, it's all that kind of stuff. And so if uh, if you're if you're uh, 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 about to be a father, you're listening to the show. Um, don't be shocked by that stuff. You know, pr- be prepared for um, them to have a real poop discussion with you and possibly show you, give you some study aids um, yeah. and everything because uh, it's like, I, you know, poop is important and you want to make sure that your baby's doing well. So that's, that's a, right. a, just like when it comes to trekking in the Himalayas. Exactly the what same. comes out of you is just <laughs> as important as what goes into you. That's right. So, yeah. Actually, maybe I'll get you to email me a copy of that poop sheet because, uh, you know, I can, <laughs> I, I can put it up on the website for people to refer to. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, you can't. <laughs> all right. Well, bad. I guess uh, I guess we'll end it there. I could talk to you all day about this stuff, but um, we'll have to uh, do it again in a future episode. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I, I highly, highly recommend people take a look at uh, season four of the rest of Everest because <laughs> no, I mean, no, in, in all seriousness, you'll get to see Steven as, you know, before he was a dad. And, you, you know, for yeah. those of you who become very attached to the show and then they're in very attached to Steven, mm-hmm. you'll be able to contrast that and, and uh, you'll be able to see, see what a nice guy he is and you'll be able to <laughs> extrapolate what a wonderful parent that uh, he, he is and, and, and is going to be. Well, thanks for those kind words. Absolutely. And plus, when uh, I was in Nepal with you, I had just started dating Michelle at the time. Like, we were only a few months into our relationship. And uh, I remember how terribly I was missing her because our, our satellite phone wasn't working <laughs> <laughs> for the first couple, well, I don't know, first week or so we were there. But, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, John's podcast. It really is wonderful. So, I mean, if, you, if you're at all interested in, uh, you know, the Himalayan travel or the Sherpa culture or the, the culture in Tibet and Nepal, it's really a great podcast to, to check out. And it's a video podcast. So you can really, you know, the, the visuals are, are amazing for sure. And there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, parenting stuff in there. That's true. Well, you know, my struggles, uh, with Heidi and I, um, uh, having a having a baby, and then the struggles of now that you have a family, 
being separated from your family for a month at a time. Right. Uh, on, on, for, for me, it's business. Mm. Um, putting on, uh, these, uh, visits to Everest, uh, you know, it, it has its own set of struggles. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, like Stephen said, that satellite phone can, you know, once it's working, it can be a real lifeline. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks very much, John. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Stephen. Okay. You take care. You too. And that's the end of the show for this week, everybody. Uh, thanks again to John Miller for being on the show this week. It was really great. And um, I know the audience really appreciates John's insight into his experiences. And if you would like to be on the podcast in a future episode and, and share a story of yours, it doesn't have to be solely about the labor and delivery process. It can really be about uh, anything with your being bad experiences, then just shoot me off an email and, uh, and we can see about arranging that for a future episode. So thanks again for listening and I will see you next week on the Being Bad Podcast. <laughs>